Teachings of Lord Chaitanya, Chapter 31, The Supreme Perfection, Part 6. After hearing Ramananda Rai speak of the qualities of Radha Krishna, Lord Chaitanya then desired to hear from Ramananda Roy about the reciprocation of love between Radha Krishna. Ramananda Roy described Krishna as Dhira Lalita, a word which describes a person who is very cunning and youthful, who is always expert in joking, who is without anxiety, and who is always subservient to his girlfriend. For Krishna is always engaged in love affairs with Radharani, and Krishna takes to the bushes of Vrindavan to enjoy his lusty activities with Radha. Thus, Krishna successfully carries out his lusty instincts. In Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu it is stated, By his impudent and daring talks about sex indulgence, Krishna obliged Srimati Radharani to close her eyes, and taking advantage of this, Krishna painted many pictures on her breast. These pictures served as subject matter for Radharani's friends to joke about. Thus, Krishna always engaged in lusty activities, and Krishna thus made his youthful life successful. Upon hearing of these transcendental activities, Lord Chaitanya responded, O oh my dear Ramananda, what you have explained regarding the transcendental pastimes of Sri Radha and Krishna is perfectly correct. Yet, there is something more I would like to hear from you. My Lord, it is very difficult for me to express anything beyond this, for I can only say that there is an emotional activity called Prema Vilasa Vivarta, which I may try to explain, but I do not know whether you will be happy to hear it. In Prema Vilas, there are two kinds of emotional activities, separation and meeting. That transcendental separation is so acute that it is actually more ecstatic than meeting. Ramananda Rai was expert in understanding these highly elevated dealings between Radha and Krishna. And Ramananda Roy even composed a nice song which he narrated to Lord Chaitanya. The purport of the song is that the lover and beloved, before meeting, generate a kind of emotion by the exchange of their transcendental activities. And that emotion is called raga, or attraction. Srimati Radharani expressed her willingness. This attraction and affection between us rise to the highest extent. But actually, the cause of this attraction is Radharani herself. Whatever the cause may be, that affection between you and me, Krishna, has mixed us in oneness. Now that it is the time of separation, I cannot see the history of the evolution of this love. There was no cause or mediator in our love, 
except the meeting of ourselves itself and the visionary exchange of feelings. So this exchange of feelings between Krishna and Radharani is very difficult to understand unless one is elevated to the platform of pure goodness. Such transcendental reciprocation is not possible to understand even from the platform of material goodness, for one has to actually transcend material goodness in order to understand. And this is because the exchange of feelings between Radha and Krishna is not a subject matter of this material world, for even the greatest mental speculator cannot understand this either directly or indirectly. Material activities are manifest either for the gross body or the subtle mind, but this exchange of feelings between Radha and Krishna is beyond such manifestations and beyond intellectual mental speculation. It can only be understood by purified senses freed from all designations of the material world. Those who have purified senses can understand these transcendental features and exchanges, but those who are impersonalists and who have no knowledge of spiritual senses can only discriminate within the scope of their material senses, and thus they cannot understand spiritual exchanges or spiritual sensual activities. Those who are elevated by virtue of experimental knowledge can only satisfy their blunt material senses, either by gross bodily activities or by mental speculation. Everything generated from the body or mind is always imperfect and perishable, but transcendental spiritual activities are always bright and wonderful. Pure love on the transcendental platform is the paragon of purity devoid of material affection and is completely spiritual, whereas affection for matter is perishable, as indicated by the inebriety of sex in the material world. But there is no such inebriety in the spiritual world. Hindrances on the path of sense satisfaction is the cause of material distress, but one cannot compare that with spiritual separation. For in spiritual separation there is neither inebriety nor ineffectiveness, as one finds with material separation. Lord Chaitanya thus admitted that this is the highest position of transcendental loving reciprocation. Lord Chaitanya then told Ramananda Roy, By your grace only have I been able to understand such a high transcendental position. Such a position cannot be attained without the performance of transcendental activities. So will you kindly explain to me how I may raise myself to this platform? My Lord, it is similarly difficult for me to make you understand, because, as far as I am concerned, 
I can only speak what you wish me to speak. No one can escape your supreme will. Indeed, there is no one in this world who can surpass your supreme will. And although I appear to be speaking, I am actually not the speaker. You are the speaker. Therefore, you are both the speaker and the audience. Thus, let me speak only as you will allow me to speak about the performance required to attain this highest transcendental position. Ramananda Roy then began to relate the confidential and transcendental activities of Sri Sri Radha and Krishna. These activities cannot be understood in the emotional relationship with the Supreme Lord as master and servant, friend and friend, or parent and son. This confidential subject matter can be understood only in the association of the damsels of Braja, for the confidential activities have arisen from the feelings and emotions of those damsels. Without the association of the damsels of Braja, one cannot nourish or cherish such transcendental understanding. In other words, these confidential pastimes of Radha and Krishna have expanded through the mercy of the damsels of Braja. Without their mercy, they cannot be understood. So, one has to follow in the footsteps of the damsels of Braja in order to understand. And when one is actually situated in that understanding, he or she then becomes eligible to enter into the confidential pastimes of Radha and Krishna. There is no alternative to understanding their confidential pastimes. This is confirmed in the Govinda Lilamrita. Although manifest, happy, expanded, and unlimited, the emotional exchanges between Radha and Krishna can be understood only by the damsels of Braja or by their followers. Just as no one can understand the expansion of the spiritual energy of the Supreme Lord without Krishna's causeless mercy, no one can understand the transcendental sex life between Radha and Krishna without following in the footsteps of the damsels of Braja. The personal associates of Radharani are called Sakis, and her near assistants are called Manjaris. So it is very difficult to express their dealings with Krishna because they have no desire to mix with Krishna or to enjoy Krishna personally. Rather, they are always ready to help Radharani associate with Krishna. Their affection for Krishna and Radharani is so pure that they are simply satisfied when Radha and Krishna are together. Indeed, their transcendental pleasure is in seeing Radha and Krishna united. The actual form of Srimati Radharani is just like a creeper embracing the tree of Krishna and the damsels of Braja, the associates of Radharani, are just like the leaves and flowers of that creeper. 
When a creeper embraces a tree, the leaves and flowers, as well as the creeper itself, automatically embrace the tree. And the Govinda Lilamrita confirms it. Srimati Radharani is the expansion of the pleasure potency of Krishna, and she is compared to a creeper, and Radha's associates, the damsels of Braja, are compared to the flowers and leaves of that creeper, Radha. And when Radharani and Krishna enjoy themselves, the damsels of Braja relish the pleasure more than Radharani herself. Now, although the associates of Radharani do not expect any personal attention from Krishna, Radharani is so pleased with the gopis that Radha arranges individual meetings between Krishna and the damsels of Braja. Indeed, Radharani tries to combine or unite her associates with Krishna by many transcendental maneuvers, and Radha takes more pleasure in these meetings than in her own meetings with Krishna. So when Krishna sees that both Radharani and her associates are pleased by his association, Krishna then becomes more satisfied. Such association and loving reciprocation have nothing to do with material lust, although it resembles the material union between man and woman. It is only because this similarity is there that such reciprocation is sometimes called, in transcendental language, transcendental lust. As explained in the Gautamiya Tantra, Premaiva Gopa Ramanang Kama Iti Agamat Pratam Iti Udavadaya Api Etang Banchanti Bhagavat Priyaha Lust means attachment to one's personal sense gratification. But as far as Radharani and her associates are concerned, they did not desire personal sense gratification, for they only wanted to satisfy Krishna. This is further confirmed in the Srimad Bhagavatam 10th canto in one of the speeches of the gopis. Yate sujata charnam buruhang staneshu bhita shanai priya dadhi mahi karkasheshu tenatta vim atasi tad vyapate na kingsvit kupadi bir brahmati dir bhavad ayushangna Oh, my dear friend Krishna, you are now roaming in the forest with your bare feet, which you sometimes keep on our breast. So when your feet are on our breast, we think that our breasts are too hard for your soft feet. Now you are wandering in the forest and walking over stones, and we do not know how you are feeling. Since you are our life and soul, this displeasure you undergo in traveling over rough stones is giving us great distress. Such feelings expressed by the damsels of Raja constitute the highest Krishna conscious emotions. Anyone who actually becomes captivated by Krishna consciousness approaches this level of the gopis. 
So there are 64 categories of devotional service, by performance of which one can rise to the gopi stage of unconditional devotion. Affection for Krishna on the level of the gopis is called raganuga, spontaneous love. And when one enters into a spontaneous loving affair with Krishna, then there is no need to follow the Vedic rules and regulations. There are various kinds of personal devotees of Lord Krishna in the transcendental abode. For example, there are servants of Krishna like Raktaka and Patraka and friends of Krishna like Sridama and Sudama. There are also parents of Krishna, just like Nanda and Yashoda, who are also engaged in the service of Krishna according to their respective transcendental emotions. One who desires to enter into the supreme abode of Krishna can take shelter of one of such transcendental servitors. Then, through the execution of loving service, one can attain transcendental affection for Krishna. So in other words, the devotee in this material world who executes loving service in pursuance of the activities of those eternal associates with Krishna also attains the same post when he or she becomes perfect. For example, the sages mentioned in the Upanishads and in the Shruti also desired the post of the gopis, and they also followed in the footsteps of the gopis in order to attain the highest goal of life. And this is confirmed in the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam in the prayers of the personified Vedas. For the sages practice pranayama or trance by controlling the breathing process, the mind and the senses through the mystic yoga practice. Thus, they try to merge into the supreme Brahman. But this same goal is attained by atheists who deny the existence of God. So if such atheists are killed by an incarnation of the supreme personality of Godhead, they also merge into the Brahman existence of the supreme Lord. However, when the damsels of Vrindavan worship Sri Krishna, it is as though they have been bitten by a snake, for Krishna's body is compared with the body of a snake. A snake's body is never straight, it is always curling. Similarly, Krishna often stands in a three-curved posture, so Krishna has bitten the gopis with transcendental love. The gopis are certainly better situated than all mystic yogis and all others who desire to merge into the supreme Brahman. The sages of Dandaka Aranya also follow in the footsteps of the damsels of Braja in order to attain a similar position. One cannot attain that position simply by following the regulative principles. Rather, one must seriously follow the principles of the gopis. This is confirmed in the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, wherein it is stated by Shukadeva Goswami 
नायं सुखापो भगवान देहिनां गोपिका सुत ज्ञानीनां छात्मा भूतानां यथा भक्ति मथाम Lord Sri Krishna, the son of Sri Mati Yashoda, is not easily available to those following the principles of mental speculation. But Krishna is easily available to all kinds of living beings who follow the path of devotional service. There are many pseudo-devotees claiming to belong to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sect who artificially dress themselves as the damsels of Raja. But this is not approved by advanced spiritualists or advanced students of devotional service. For such people dress the outward material body because they foolishly confuse the body with the soul. They are mistaken when they think that the spiritual bodies of Krishna Radharani and their associates, the damsels of Braja, are composed of material nature. So one should know perfectly well that all such manifestations are expansions of eternal bliss and knowledge in the transcendental world, and they have nothing to do with these material bodies. Thus, the bodies, the dresses, the decorations, and the activities of the damsels of Vrindavan are not of this material cosmic manifestation. The damsels of Vrindavan are not a subject for the attraction of those in the material world. They are transcendental attractions for the all-attractive Krishna. And because the Lord is all-attractive, He is called Krishna. But the damsels of Vrindavan are attractive even to Krishna. Therefore, they are not of this material world. And if one wrongly thinks that the material body is as perfect as the spiritual body and begins to imitate the damsels of Vrindavan, then he or she becomes infested with Maya body in personal philosophy. The impersonalist recommend a process of ahungrahopasana by which one worships his or her own body as the supreme. And thinking in this way, such pseudo-transcendentalists dress themselves as the damsels of Braja. But such activities are not acceptable in devotional service. Why, even Srila Jiva Goswami the most authoritative acharya in the Gaudiya Sampradaya has condemned these imitators. For the process of transcendental realization is to follow in the footsteps of the associates of the Supreme Lord. Therefore, if one thinks him or herself to be a direct associate of the Supreme Lord, then one is condemned. According to authorized Vaishnava principles, one should follow a particular devotee and not think of oneself as Krishna's direct associate. In this way, Ramananda Rai explained that one should accept the mood of the damsels of Braja. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is clearly said that one should accept the emotional activities 
and not imitate the dress of the associates of Krishna. One should also always meditate upon the affairs between Radha and Krishna in the transcendental world. One should think of Radha and Krishna 24 hours a day and eternally engage in their service. So one need not externally change his or her dress, for by following the mood of the associates and friends of Radha Rani, one can ultimately achieve the perfectional stage and thus be transferred to Goloka Vrindavan, the transcendental abode of Sri Krishna. The mood of the gopi's emotional pursuit is called Siddhadeha. This word indicates the pure spiritual body which is beyond the senses, mind, and intelligence. Siddhadeha is the purified soul who is just suitable to serve the Supreme Lord. No one can serve the Supreme Lord as his associate without being situated in one's pure spiritual identity. And that spiritual identity is completely free from all material contamination. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Yang Yang Vapi Smaran Bhavam Tyatati Ante Kalevaram Tam Dam Evaiti Kanteya Sada Tad Bhava Bhavataha. A materially contaminated person transmigrates to another material body by material consciousness. At the time of death, one thinks materially and is therefore transferred into another material body. And similarly, when one is situated in his or her pure spiritual identity and thinks of the spiritual loving service rendered to the Supreme Lord, then one is transferred to the spiritual kingdom in order to enter into the association of Krishna. In other words, by attaining one's spiritual identity and thinking of Krishna's associates, one can become qualified to transfer to the spiritual kingdom. No one can contemplate or think of the activities of the spiritual kingdom without being situated in his or her pure spiritual identity, Siddha. Thus, Ramananda Rai said that without attaining Siddha Deha, one can neither become an associate of the damsels of Braja nor render service directly to the personality of Godhead, Krishna, and his eternal consort, Radharani. In this regard, Ramananda Roy quoted a verse from the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Nayam Shriya Anga U Nitanta Rate Prasada Swaryoshitang Nalina Gandha Ruchang Kutaha Anyaha Ratsosavesya Bhuja Danda Grihita Kanta Labdhashishangya Udagad Vraja Sundarinam Neither the goddess of fortune Lakshmi nor even the damsels of the heavenly kingdom can attain the facilities of the damsels of Rajabhumi. So what to speak of others? Lord Chaitanya was very satisfied 
to hear all these statements from Ramananda Roy. And so Lord Chaitanya embraced him. Then both of them began to cry in the ecstasy of transcendental realization. Thus, Lord Chaitanya and Ramananda Roy discussed the transcendental pastimes of Radha and Krishna throughout the whole night, and in the morning they separated. Ramananda left to go to his place, and Lord Chaitanya went to take bath. At the time of separation, Ramananda Roy fell at the feet of Lord Chaitanya, praying, My dear Lord, you have come just to deliver me from this mire of nations, and therefore I request that you remain here for at least ten days in order to purify my mind of this material contamination. As it is, there is no one else who can deliver such transcendental love of God. Well, my dear Ramananda, I have come to you to purify myself by hearing from you the transcendental pastimes of Radha and Krishna. I am indeed so fortunate, for you are the only teacher of such transcendental pastimes, and I can find no one else in this world who can realize the transcendental loving reciprocation between Radha and Krishna. <laughs> you are asking me to stay here for ten days, but I feel like remaining with you for the rest of my life. So please, come to Jagannath Puri, my headquarters, and we will remain together for the rest of our lives. Thus, I can pass my remaining days in understanding Krishna and Radha by your association. So, Sriman Ramananda Roy came again to see the Lord the next evening, and there were further discourses on this transcendental subject matter. Thus ends teachings of Lord Chaitanya, Chapter 31, The Supreme Perfection, Part 6, recorded September 29, 2021 by Nirantara Dasa. All glories to the author, the ISKCON founder Acharya, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. Om Tat Sat.